Hey guys, welcome to Mutually Codependent. I'm Jen. And I'm Adam. And we have a pretty cool show for you today. I think so. I do. Uh, what is our strain of the show, Adam? Uh, today, our strain of the show is buttermilk cookies. And uh, we last episode, we we did a little different things with the smoking and the listening and the recording and stuff. So I think we're just going to actually smoke what we're smoking from the beginning. And uh, we'll, we'll have a little, little talk about. And uh, we're gonna have we'll a smoke it. while we smoke, yeah. Well, no, that's well, what he said. We're gonna have a, a chat, a chat, a, a smoking chat, <laughs> a smoking chat. Yeah, are you gonna light it or am I? What are we doing? Um, I'm gonna let you light it. Hold on one second. Here you go. Are so you gonna finish is, telling us is, about yep, the stream? I'm working on it. <laughs> Buttermilk cookies is uh, uh, provided by uh, Centex CBD, our sponsor, Texas Canna Health. Um, Flour is something that we source from a few different places. Uh, the THCA flour is something that is not very often grown in Texas, so we do have to source it from other places. Um, but that's okay. We've we've got some good uh, good sources, and uh, <coughs> I'm trying it right now. I like buttermilk. We've had it before. I, um, I agree. It's it's really great. This guy uh, is described as creeping. I. Uh, me too. Um, uh, You're deep, described as creeping? Yeah, not really, but I thought it'd be funny to say. That's what we do, right? Um, so uh, deep relaxation, very heavy. So um, if this is a slow episode, I'm sorry, but I think we'll, I think we'll be okay. 27.8% uh, THCA. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. And less than 0.3% Delta 9. So uh, according to federal law, it's uh, considered hemp. It's legal. And it smokes just like weed. So we, we have a lot, of, uh, a lot of confused people about that that are just absolutely certain they're right and they're wrong. They're just so certain. So the flour that we get, we get from all over the U.S., uh, mostly the big places you already know about, California, Colorado. Oregon. Um, mm -hmm. um, actually, I don't think we have anything from Oregon because their specific state laws prevent them exporting, um, and and they do it based on total THC or something. I don't know. True. So, so uh, what we do is we source the flour from the farms. And to be honest, there's a lot of brokers that that do that that claim to be farms, and we we have a few brokers we work with too. It's it's just we kind of just find the best flour for the best prices. Yeah, and uh, a lot of this stuff was is trying to go out on me while I'm talking, so I should pass it. Um, so a lot of this flour was actually grown as medical marijuana, and uh, but what happens is when the delta nine THC, which is what the intoxicating part of the flour is, so every weed forever. The, the part that gets you high is Delta 9 THC, but it's stored in the plant as THCA. And the THCA, when it's heated, will convert to Delta 9 THC, and that's the intoxicating part. So that's why you can eat weed and not get high. But if you cook it first... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you cook it first, it will get you high. So that's why you got to bake the weed before you bake the brownies. 
So before you make the butter. Yeah, before, before you before you make butter. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was I was simplifying. So um, the flour that we're getting was grown as either medical or recreational, but it happens to comply with the Delta Nine. The Delta 9, so if you eat this weed, you will not get high, but if you cook it first, you will, because the THCA is where the the the, the THC is being stored, if you will. And then uh, <clears throat> once you light it, it gets hot. When it gets hot, it converts from THCA to Delta 9, then we inhale it. So um, there's a lot of uh, uh, mis... Misinformation, I think it mostly has confused people about what we were using before the farmers were able to reliably get these numbers, and that would be a CBD flower that then you spray with uh, another concentrate. Yeah. So that is like the the Delta-8 stuff. So people think that we're still selling Delta-8 flower, which I think we have a few, but by now it looks so gross nobody wants to buy it, and that's that's okay. Uh, We don't necessarily care to sell it all that much. I mean, um, for people who are overly sensitive to the anxiety of Delta 9, Delta 8 can be a good replacement for that. Yeah. It's less intense. But overall, when you're smoking a flower, what you really want is is that THCA to Delta 9 combo. And that's what you get with this flower that we can ship all over the United States. It is federally legal. So All um, 50 states. Yeah. All Super exciting. Uh, even more, more. we could sell this to more states than we can uh, Delta 8. Delta 8 is actually banned in about 20 different states. Um, I think it's 22. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. I just know that they're all on a list <laughs> on our website and the programming so that we can't ship stuff to an illegal state. Well, to a state that that controls it or whatever so yeah so anyway um a little bit of of uh of talking about what this flower is that we're actually smoking so uh yes this is a legal product this is available to everybody in the united states and um it is not what most people think it is it's not sprayed it's naturally occurring um typically a marijuana plant is like Typically, a marijuana plant is like one to three percent delta nine. Yeah, and then all the rest of the fifteen or twenty or sometimes thirty percent is THCA. So when somebody's like, "Oh, it's got like twenty five percent THC," well, it's probably because it started out with like twenty seven percent THCA, which converts at eighty seven percent, and that one or two percent of delta nine so now what's happened is we've got that delta nine shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk until now the flower is considered hemp uh the people who made that those laws are not scientists so that they didn't really understand what that they legalized weed they just they did they didn't even know it so um it's just it just makes it a really specific kind of weed which we have and for 40 bucks an eighth, that's pretty great to have a COA, know what farm it came from, know exactly what strain it is, know that it's been controlled. It hasn't been laced with it's anything. It's never been laced with anything. <laughs> it's not from <clears throat> It's not from Mexico. It's yeah. not from the cartel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we have a paper trail on all that. And, you know, and some people are like, oh, I can get an eighth for 30 bucks. And I'm like, well, it's probably not a very good eighth. But also... Good for you. That's also illegal. You have no idea what's in it. You have no idea what strain it is. They're going to tell you whatever they think you're, you'll buy. 
um, and there's no accountability. So here we have all of those things for $5 an eighth more <laughs> or whatever. And we'll probably give you a sample gummy when you're walking out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, And, you know, you leave our place, you have a receipt and the cops won't be like, so where'd you get this? Yeah. So at least your, your, you know, accountability is taken care of. You yeah. Know? Let us deal with that. I keep having to relight the pre-roll because I'm talking too much, but you're not taking it from me. Well, <sighs> I had it for a while. Yeah. So, um, the episode today featuring buttermilk cookies from Texas Canna Health. Um, you know, really, uh, there's two things on our docket, if you will. Our docket? Our docket. Mm. Sounds official, right? That sounds scary because we're not in court. Yeah, the legislature isn't in court, and they call it a docket. Okay, but pretty you know sure what? like city council and stuff calls it a docket. Okay, but this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, a podcast. Thanks, Sarah. Um, well, I that existed before, but I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, there's literally a podcast. From what I think, I at least I'm pretty certain that I've seen a podcast called. So you wanted to start a podcast. Oh yeah? Yeah. Or maybe it was an article I read. I don't I don't remember. One or the other, but Yeah. <clears throat> so um we're gonna talk about stoner stereotypes. That's a big one. Yeah, that's huge. And uh and, and how they've changed and how those stereotypes were kind of created to get people afraid of uh, of weed. Um, and then, you know, to look down on people, like it was all just a, I'm, I'm better than you kind of experience. Um, you know, who's got the, who's got the joint. Um, well, and, and also something that affected us and, and, and our company and me personally was the uh, smokable hemp band that, that Texas is doing that's um, uh, just for the manufacturers. Yeah. Everybody else can have it. But, uh, and we'll so, probably talk about that after the stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll into that We'll do the fun stuff first. <laughs> well, and it's, it's not even just the, the, the fun stuff. So, um, you know, we all we all know the the stoner stereotypes, like maybe the ones who uh, you know just want to sit there and smoke weed while they work. <laughs> <laughs> we understand the irony of that. Uh, you can tell by the laughter. But um, the thing is, is like so many like I feel like that's okay. So there's so many stoner stereotypes, and I feel like the reason that there are so many stoner stereotypes is because of media. Right. So like the the D.A.R.E. program when we were kids, literally it sat us in a cafeteria or cafetorium, if you will. And with a drug dog, like in a costume and told us that like a person in like a, a costume, a person, a, dog, a yeah. person in a costume, probably some first year sheriff's deputy, some rook. And he, you know, they're like. Pot marijuana is the gateway drug. What does that mean, kids? The first time you have a marijuana cigarette, you're going to become a crack addict. I have never, ever, ever, ever 
smoked a joint and wanted to do crack or any other drugs or anything else. Yeah, you're for like, that matter. I don't feel like I just, doing I just want a snack and I want to go watch some funny TV. Yeah, or create some funny stuff. Yeah, like I have no desire to smoke crack. I think they did finally take that away though from the Dare program. They took they took marijuana out of Dare. Now it's mostly about. Uh, uh, bullying, bullying. Oh, bullying. Yeah, cyberbullying specifically. That's because we were weird. wearing. I was wearing a work shirt coming out of Lowe's, and uh, they had a dare people. A dare people. <laughs> dare people. <laughs> a dare people. There's <laughs> a booth. Do they dare you to do something. They, they boothed. They they boothed outside of the Lowe's. Oh yeah. And uh, and I was wearing a work shirt which had a big pot leaf on it, and. Um, so that's funny because they they were like, yeah, well, could you support? And I like looked down at my shirt and I'm like, dude, no, I'm not going to support D.A.R.E. program at all. And they're like, well, it's it's not really about drugs anymore. It's about bullying. And I was like, so that's that's all my information is uh, based on. <laughs> from that I haven't booth, actually, that lows. <laughs> Yeah, that because I didn't stop walking either. I was walking the whole time. I just don't like being bothered. I just keep walking i just ignore them i just look down because it makes me so uncomfortable and, and i don't think we're being rude no i think they're being rude for interrupting our day you know it's like i i'm i got my own stuff going on like you're at home <laughs> depot like you got like something you gotta fix right. money you gotta spend lows i don't understand like the lows in the home depot like thing like why are you or big lots they're always outside of big lots it's I, it's weird i think the demographic of a home improvement store like that is largely homeowners and so they would would have more money typically but um so few people own their homes in this area anyway that I don't know that that's uh, necessarily the case. But or if I, they do, they're brand new. Or they're relatively new. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, um, but, like, it's not like you're going to a home improvement store because you've got extra money. And they're just like, hey, help fund this government-funded program. It's like, oh, I saw I you did. just bought the 12-foot skeleton for your front yard. <laughs> I want that so bad. Like, <laughs> You're going to just always talk about it, aren't you? <laughs> and they're like, I can see that you can afford that. How about you donate to this program that our government pays for? Like, I did. I, I did. Paid my it's taxes. called my taxes, fucker. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But so, like, there's just, like, uh, we're 38, or you're, you'll be 38 Saturday. Happy yeah. birthday. Three days. And, um, but. You know, like we're 38, so we grew up with that dare program where marijuana was this gateway drug, right? Like, and so because of that, and because of the media, TV, and movies like Dazed and Confused, and uh, Chi and Chong, Chi and Chong, uh, you know, shit like that, <clears throat> and then music, um, you know, Trailer Park Boys. Mm. <clears throat> But because of that, like, holds all those stereotypes of people who smoke weed or, you know, marijuana, stoners, they're, it's not, that doesn't portray us in the best light. No. <laughs> it, at all. Or accurate. No, at, or and accurate. And that's, that's what we want to talk about is the accuracy of it because. I honestly don't know any lazy stoners. <laughs> I mean, once you get to a certain age, I know some lazy people who have become stoners. Well, yeah. I know, you know, so I know lazy <clears throat> people who happen to smoke weed too, but most of the people that I know are 
trying to deal with their busy freaking life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd say a lot of our customers are uh, in the health industry. A lot of health industry. Education. A lot of education. Yeah. You think these schools would be running without weed? I don't think so. And CBD? Seriously. Do you know, you know, it's funny. It's actually before, a little bit of a story. At our temple store, right before we opened Round Rock, I went up there for a day to work with mom, and it was just me and six elementary school teachers, six of them, all went in one of their minivan, and they all went to have lunch, and then they all went together so they could go to the CBD store to learn about CBD because it was the second day of school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they were all so stressed out that they wanted to drink on their lunch break, and they knew they couldn't. And so they walk into the store. They're like, what do you have that won't make us high or drunk that will calm us down? And mom immediately starts giving them tinctures. They all left with a bottle of soft gels, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure most of them are still customers. But, like, that's, you know, that's the thing is, like. First responders, too. Yeah, a lot of first responders. A lot of the people who are actually risking their jobs. To use these products because it helps make that job tolerable. Yeah. Whether it's the 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 stress of of nursing or, or you know being a doctor or dentist, we have a few dentists. It's my doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Eye doctors. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, we kind of see the opposite of the laziness. So we feel like it's almost like when people use it as a, a to help recovery in between workouts you know yeah. like well and they, they literally and there are they, people that actually, literally use that was a literal example too but i meant to be yeah. metaphorical um but yeah it's you have this stressful life stressful life stressful life and you get home and you're like i don't have anything to do the rest of the day you know everybody talks about a nightcap um why is it okay to you know drink half a bottle of of scotch as a nightcap but uh you have a couple hits off your joint and suddenly you're you're lazy. No, I don't think so. No, that's not how it works. No. I mean, there's a lot of times that I don't have the motivation. I don't have any of the energy to do things that I need to do. And if I go outside and I smoke a pre-roll, guess what? 15, 20 minutes later, I am jazzed. Like, I am <laughs> pumped. I am ready to go. Because you feel good this. about it. You know, maybe you still have to do what you were going to do anyway, but you are in, a, are in a better mood about it, you know? Well, with all my anxiety and, and everything, like, and just my ish, and my ADHD has been really bad the past couple of weeks because of the damn Adderall shortage. Yeah. But that's another thing. But, you know, so, like, when my brain is just what I consider total chaos, a tornado of chaos, a joint like just helps me calm down so much so that I can actually be successful because for me, without cannabis, I feel unsuccessful. Yeah. Some days. And that to me, that that proves that that's unsuccessful, lazy, stupid, broke stereotype for stoners is just total utter bullshit. Right. Well, and and uh, did you ever see Super Jaime? The that documentary that was it, it came after Super Size Me, and no, but I think we should watch it 
And we should do like a little, we should record a mini review about it after. We I think could do we that. should do, and we could attach it with this episode. We could do that. I think that's a really good idea. I have but, not um, seen that. We've talked about it. Yeah, they did. They even did uh, like, like IQ tests and like math or like whatever. They did a few different kinds of tests. And he basically did the same, but he actually did better on some of them while he was high. After he, and he was high 24 7, if you don't know. He literally like would wake up and and use a I think a volcano uh dry herb vape and uh yeah every day. I thought you were going to say it was a volcano scientist. <laughs> I was no, like was isn't that called like a seismologist or something? I guess so. That's earthquake so A volcanologist I... is that the word? Volcanologist? I think that's from Star Trek. No, that's a Vulcan. Mutually Codependent is sponsored exclusively by Centex CBD and Texas Canna Health, Central Texas's trusted source of superior cannabis products since 2018. Visit CentexCBD.net where you'll get free shipping on orders over $50. Don't forget to use coupon code POD15 for 15% off your purchases. So, uh, <laughs> it definitely does uh, not always help our ADHD when we get sidetracked. That happens a lot. So, yeah, unsuccessful. You got to be successful enough to be able to afford it, first of all. I mean, <laughs> right? Like, it's not cheap. It's, yeah. Especially... I mean, I couldn't imagine if we didn't, sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, if good. we didn't own a company, like, I don't know that we would. I would not be able to keep up with my my cannabis consumption. No, we would consume a lot less. <laughs> we would I consume think. so much less. Safe to say, um, and, and and you know, so one of the stereotypes is people being stupid because they smoke weed. Yeah, and it makes <clears> you dumber. And and there is uh, actually a little bit of evidence to support young people. Uh, and while their brain is still developing, maybe shouldn't consume right. uh, uh, as much as we do. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so I, I think there is some a small amount of truth to that. Um, you know, I think as your brain is developing until you're like 25, you should probably not make it think weird. You too know? much. Yeah, not too often. Yeah. So... Um, but I've known, like, I, I worked for a guy who was a millionaire, and uh, he trusted me with a lot of things, a lot of yeah. money, a lot of value. Um, and uh, But he tried to hide the fact that he smoked weed. Because of the stereotypes. Because of these stereotypes. And this is a guy who, you know, didn't come from money, but he worked his ass off and... and uh, well, he came from a good good place, but not, you know, he wasn't poor growing up, but he, he wasn't a millionaire. Yeah, he wasn't a millionaire and and uh he got his his uh MD and and ended up uh doing he had a patent for for some health technology. That's right. Had plenty of money, had a consulting firm and so, you know, he's sitting there like showing me magazines of his like tiny home that made it into a magazine <laughs> that he had on his his uh um, you know, table, and and he's like trying to distract me and the person that I was with, who was a photographer that that I had hired, and 
he was trying to distract us with other things like, oh, look at this magazine while I put away my stash I forgot about, you know, because <laughs> he had his little like zip up, kit. you know, kit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that's pretty sweet. Like, why wouldn't he just like tell me about his kit instead of like trying to do a little magician he was misdirection? Ashamed. Yeah, he was ashamed of it, I guess. I don't know. But, um, you know, this was one of the wealthiest people that I had ever had, you know, regular contact with, right. you know, for multiple months. And he was, you know, hiding the fact that he used, and I don't know if he hides it from everybody or, or it was just in that moment or whatever, but we never talked about weed again. <laughs> and which is unfortunate because the guy had like acres and acres and he, <laughs> you know, um, you should look him up. See if I you should. can find him on LinkedIn. I, <gasps> That's a good idea. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, so, yeah, so I've known some very, you know, <laughs> successful people and very intelligent people that use uh, uh, that use uh, cannabis on a regular basis. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my brother, he is a veteran. Um, he was in the Navy. And... He hurt his back really badly because um, he was an A, an AO, which means that you lift bombs onto the fighter jets. You help put in the nukes, and I, I guess I don't know if they're nukes, but the bombs, right? So, they're definitely not nukes. No, they're not nukes, but they're like little bombs. And um, <clears throat> <laughs> little bombs that kill people. Yeah, so he would do that, and he hated his time in the Navy. But between that and playing baseball his whole life, his back's really screwed up. Um, and he uses cannabis multiple times a day and he has for years because if he doesn't, he cannot function. And, right. um, not only that, but he's super successful at his job. He's been at the same company for like 10 years at this point. He's a director. He's, you know, he's, he's worked his way up from a salesperson to a director. Like, and he's high more than most people I know. But also highly motivated. Extremely motivated. He coaches my nephew's baseball teams. You know, he's an amazing dad. He's a great husband. He's a great brother. Like, all around stand-up dude. Like, but he's a huge stoner. <laughs> and you would, most people would probably never know it by looking right. at him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got such high energy that that's... People just assume that if you're yeah. high energy, then you must be on coke or something. Instead of <laughs> not, you, no, not man, weeds. like yeah, the weeds can. It's not just in the couch. You yeah, know? I I like being the the high pumped up. Like yeah, ready to go. active. Yeah, yeah. I, that's my favorite kind of high. Yeah, going for going for walks in the forest a little bit. Yeah, going swimming, you know. I love to, if you know, that I know if I'm going to actually exercise, like, I mean, actually, like, mean I'm going to do it, I would rather do it a little intoxicated. It's way more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yard work. Yeah, so much better. So much better. Dancing, so much better. That's true. There's a lot more dancing when you're high. For you or for me? No, that was a global. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like everybody. Because you feel good, you're happy. You yeah, got you music got in grooves. your brain. Mm-hmm. You got grooves. This is my dance. Everybody can see it. I know. Do you like it? I have to say yes. Do you love me? <laughs> Do you love me? <laughs> I can play on you your love games, games with me. me. Oh my god! <laughs> I think it's that's all Greg. It's all Greg. And if you didn't know, our last name is Greg. 
Yeah. So we're the old Greg. So like everybody who like <laughs> hears my last name that also knows about old Greg. And if you don't know about old Greg, you should you should definitely look up old Greg. Look up it's old Greg. phenomenal. It's a character from a comedian from the UK that um, Noel Fielding. It's from the Mighty Boosh. Yeah. I looked it up recently because I didn't actually know what it was from, and I wanted to know. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, he's just this, like, super creepy monster. <laughs> he's Who a, does watercolors. He's a fish man. <laughs> <laughs> a scaly man fish. He's a scaly man fish. <laughs> <laughs> With a downstairs mix-up. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's so, if you've ever watched the British Bake Off, it's. Um, Noel Fielding, he's the tall guy with like the black hair and he dresses very um, eccentric, like from like imagine Freddie Mercury kind of, but mostly pants, not like short shorts or anything, <laughs> but super awesome dude. But yeah. Does it's, he have the mustache? No, he doesn't have a mustache, oh. but clothes like I love the way he dresses. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he did a character, an old Craig, and we've been joking about doing a, a Halloween costume. I think that I've actually been looking to see how we can do that for Halloween, and it's not, it would be pretty easy, actually. So we could be the old, old Gregs. <laughs> you would think that we talked about this before, but we didn't. <laughs> we didn't plan this part of the podcast. At all. No, we're supposed uh, to be talking about Stony Street. Yeah. See, we are not lazy or or unsuccessful because we have successfully... <laughs> decided our Halloween costume and it's July <laughs> oh shit yeah but I love Halloween it's time to start making some Halloween crafts uh oh <clears throat> do you do that all year yeah anyways so let's go back to <laughs> I don't know what that scholastic was. book fair I the guess the scholastic so book fair um, no, let's go back to some stoner stereotypes. So, like, I know there's this whole stereotype, like, the the guy that, you know, is on the internet all day playing World of Warcraft, smoking weed, living in his mom's basement. Living the life. Living the life. No, Mom, you didn't crust, cut the crust off a sandwich. <laughs> Mom. Me. Can I have some more pizza rolls? <laughs> You're 42 years old. Get a fucking job. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would beat our kids with a stick. <laughs> if they're still. They're not going to be living with us at 42, not working, playing World of Warcraft, smoking weed. Unless we have our little commune and they have their own little cabin. They still have to help put pitch in with the community. Well, yeah, that's the, the cost of living there. They're going to have to brush the cows. I don't know. Massage. That's that's Go my massage dream. A cow. So my my retirement dream is to own a, a small cattle farm with Highland cows. Yeah, preferably Wagyu, and we're yeah. gonna spoil the shit out of these cows. I'm gonna and love some the fuck pigs. out of them. I I love animals, and they're all gonna be best friends. Yeah, and I love animals. So, and he wants a big. He wants lots and of one. land. I want lots of land, so I have to look at stupid neighbors that I don't like. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> And then, you know, so I and I can have all my animals, and they can run to me, and I can feel happy. So you know, but anyway, so I'm down. Yeah, like these the, the dude that lives in his mom's basement for forever, and then you know, just mommy still does his laundry, and mommy still makes his bed, and that is a stereotype. But most of the guys that I've known that have been, or most of the people that I've know of that were that person, or 
are that person. They're not stoners. No, they're they're energy drink drinkers. Yeah. Fucking Mountain doing it up. Yeah. Code Red style. <laughs> I actually really like Code Red. I, that's super funny you say that because I know somebody that quit drinking soda because he sat at his desk and played WoW for three days straight. And one day he got up and he looked around and there were 49, um, like 16 ounce bottles. Rookie numbers. Of Code Red. <laughs> Rookie numbers? <laughs> that's a lot of code red. No, that's that's a lot. And especially if they're like, I just cleaned my room last week. The f- maid had come Thursday and that he had been there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That was Monday morning when he got up to go to work. Yeah, that's not a good idea. I think uh <clears throat> I think that should be avoided if at all possible. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. So, yeah. yeah. It's Anywho. not the weed that makes you lazy. I think uh, weed is just a catalyst that p- lazy people use yeah. to, to justify their laziness. Well, and that society uses, oh, they smoke, oh, they're stoner, oh, they smoke weed, so they're probably a lazy piece of shit. Yeah, there was actually a study recently that I read about um, where they proved that uh, people who smoked weed were not less motivated. Um, but that there was some lack of motivation while under the influence. So overall, these people were just as productive, whether they were using uh, cannabis or not. But um, the there was obviously, like, once you get high, you don't really feel like doing much. <clears throat> but And that's fine as long as you don't have much to do when you get high. But you can fix that. That can be fixed based on what strain you're smoking. Well, yeah. What terps are in that strain. Like, because the terpenes, that's what matter. Right. How your body reacts to the terpenes is huge. Yeah. And we're learning more and more about terpenes all the time. Every time they study them, they they find new, new cool stuff. So, um, terpenes good. So, yeah, it is, uh, I don't think it helps Derp-a-derp. me from getting <laughs> distracted. Terp-a-derp, is, is that a brand? Because I want to take that. Terp-a-derp. I don't know why. I don't know what it would be. Why are you looking at me that way? <laughs> it doesn't instill much confidence. Derp-a-derp. Really, yeah, that's where I want to spend my money. I just got paid today, and I can't wait to spend my paycheck at Turp a Derp. You don't know. You don't know people. <laughs> it's hilarious. I think I do know people pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I've been a I've been a studier of people my whole life. A studier. People watching is people watching. Great exercise when you're high too. Oh, that's the best. <clears throat> hey, I do have a question for you. What is one of our fa- what is one of your favorite things that we've ever done while high? Oh my gosh. Just <laughs> just weed? Yeah, not mushrooms. Oh. Those are the only two drugs I've ever done, by the way. Um Man, I don't know. So I find that it really improves our experience at places. That we'll go, like, especially when we go on vacation, we've gone to oh, yeah. <laughs> several different aquariums under the influence. 
Dude, it's so much better. Oh my gosh. That's what I was going to That's what I was hoping you would say. Yeah. Every time we go to a new place, we go to a, a new aquarium. That's like become our thing. Yeah. And, and the longer we've been together, because before we were together, neither one of us used cannabis very much at all. Um, you know, like uh, occasionally, but not like a regular thing. I w- and I never would do it in public. No. I wouldn't. Hell I would be. No. no way. Right. If somebody thought I was high. Right. I I would, there was no way that was not, I was not okay with that because I needed to be in control. Right. And I didn't have enough experience to feel any kind of control. And then I've learned since, you know, where my limits are and, you know, so I can go and, you know, get to an aquarium and hit a vape a few times and get where I want to be and maybe make little pit stops along the way and go up all four levels of the Boston aquarium. Yeah. And, that is the most uh, beautiful aquarium. It was really great. That I've been to yet, but we have more to go to. Yeah, yeah, more plans. But, um, you know, I'm and I'm really glad that I got to experience it heightened, you know, because it's not like we're drooling in a corner, passed no. out from edibles, because we do <laughs> partake in those too, because a, gu- a gummy... <laughs> A gummy and a few hits, a few hits for now and a gummy for later. If you just plan out this three to four hour experience in an aquarium, you really got to hope the aquarium's worth hanging out in for four hours. I will tell you, the Boston Aquarium definitely. It is. It is. New Orleans was, I really liked the New Orleans. Um, I love New Orleans. I've been so many times. Yeah. And I swear to you, there's parts that have, since I was in first grade, that there's parts that I swear have never changed. Like the giant um, shark that sharks that are hanging like in the lobby when you first walk in, those have been there for at the Audubon Aquarium for as long as I can remember. We did a lot of walking that trip <clears throat> in New Orleans. Yeah, we. I love New Orleans. We parked our car for like two days with the hotel and just never. We never got back in until it's time to drive to Pensacola. Yeah, and we had a <laughs> bunch of stuff on top of the car because we were going camping in Pensacola. So for a couple like, days. Yeah, we show up at this nice hotel with all this uh camping shit strapped to our Passat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh they're like, Oh look at these white people. Yeah. Speckers. <laughs> like what the hell is happening here? <laughs> so um and we just left it and we walked everywhere we went for the next two days and uh we saw counting crows at the theater. What is it? Saint? It's not uh, Sanger. 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 Yeah, and uh, that was awesome. And uh, we just walked around. We went and saw the sights. Um, although it was just after a storm, so there, there. Right after a hurricane. Yeah, there wasn't uh, as much festivities happening, but as normal. I want to. Go. I love New Orleans. Like New Orleans is easily one of my favorite places. I know it's gross. I know it's grimy. I know it's dangerous. I don't give a shit. That's what I love about it. Oh, God, our our so I love my, the danger get, and the mystery. I get nervous. All those things make me go. I don't know if I want to be a part of this. Like, <laughs> and those things make me go. Let's fucking do this. Yeah. So I try to. I try to. Um, <laughs> I try to do my best. He does a good job. And so we get to. New Orleans and and uh, we like go and change and I put on like this fishing shirt that I like and you know it's it's kind of bright but it's you it's know like mint teal yeah 
Yeah, I think I. I, I bought it. I, like, I bought that outfit for you. Yeah, you had matching. You had shorts that had fish on them that matched. It was yeah. super cute. I know. I just do what I'm told. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure those clothes were packed for me. <laughs> so I'm wearing the clothes that was packed for me. By That's your wife. In, that, by my wife. <laughs> That's important to note because three blocks later, we come around a corner. Two. <laughs> two. We come around a corner, and I notice this guy is laying on the ground amongst a few other people laying on the ground. And, you know, I've been to Austin downtown. I'm I'm familiar with homeless people. I knew it was happening. But this guy was coughing while he was laying down, which was concerning because it was hot. And um, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's okay because I don't don't smell weed. So I know that, like, coughing without weed – is a bad thing, you know, as much as I'm used to us coughing. Was this while during, smoking. and this was like 2021, so COVID was still yeah, happening. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so there was that. And, and, and then I noticed a new feature that I hadn't seen before, and it was this glistening that, <laughs> that got more glistening every time he coughed. And I, it took me a second to figure out that it was, uh, <laughs> it was urine. Yeah. Because the head of his wanker (laughs) wanker. uh, was out of his pants, and every time he coughed, he pissed on himself. It's so gross. And I'm like, Jen, this is your favorite city? (laughs) Yes, I love it. I don't even care. (laughs) That's all I could think about, but I was silent. I was quiet. I was like, oh, yeah, this is not the direction we're going to head, but we're still okay with this. And then, like, we kept getting approached and, and, and like, asking us uh, for money. And I'm like, dude, we are barely making it. Meanwhile, to I have, this. I'm, I'm in solid black, black sunglasses, black, like a black bodycon, like, shorter dress. I have black platforms on, black jewelry, yeah. black backpack, all yeah. black. But she's also smoking hot. So, you know. <laughs> She attracts attention, and then that brightly colored shirt that was packed for me. I just now put that together. That you did pack that for me, and it was not my fault for dressing like that and attracting all the the tourist attention. I didn't think about it. There's a lot of little country boys There's, that go down there with those kind of outfits that their wives bought at Academy. They, like yeah. that's, that's, we were in Louisiana. We're from Texas. Like yeah. most guys in your age bracket, that's how they dress, especially fat guys. So like. That's I just the flaps. I did it. I did it. I did it in your fishing shirts. I didn't think that. I it just didn't occur to me that you would stand out because I think of how my cousins like husbands dress and stuff, and they all dress like 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 I was thinking of Jay and like like Courtney's my stepsister Courtney, her husband Jay. I love both of them. He's so sweet. But he wears fishing shirts all the time. And I was just thinking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had the same outfit. At, at <laughs> I one of the crawfish, <laughs> With the crawfish spoil. Yeah. I don't, I think I wore the shirt the day before and he wore the same shirt later. Like vice so. versa. Yeah. Um, you know, he probably did it best, but. Uh, I think they're moving to Houston. Yeah. Which I kind of hope they do because I would love to go visit them and yeah. see the girls and stuff. We he could, loves you. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. He likes you. I like me. He likes you a lot. That's good. But um, so what were we talking about? Oh, so we're in New Orleans and we just like stopped and about faced because of the the coughing golden showers. 
<laughs> Huge dong, too. It was so I, weird. Did, I didn't see anything. Uh, I don't remember I like seeing to. it. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I just, I so like we're getting penis. all this like, hey, 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 like I could tell you where you got them shoes. Oh, if you don't know, that's the thing that they say. Hey, man, I bet you $10 I could tell where you got them shoes. <laughs> where like, you got them shoes at? Where you got them shoes at, yeah. And you're like, all right, 10 bucks. He goes, you got them shoes. On your feet. On your feet, yeah. You got them shoes on your feet. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I guess that's that's a true statement. So here's here's your 10 bucks. God damn it. So, yeah, but then he came up to us the next day, and you told him that joke. Or you answered the joke for him. Yeah. And he gave you a pound, and then we saw him like three or four more times because he must have like hung out by our hotel. And he would just look at us and smile and like wave, like never bothered us again. Yeah, yeah. Because he he, he had his little shtick. And, and he realized, but like the thing with, so anyways, so finish your brightly colored outfit story because so after we the literally, three blocks. After the three blocks, we just turned around and went back to the hotel and so I could <laughs> change my shirt. Yeah. And, and I put on a t-shirt and my- a black t-shirt. Yeah. And my anxiety level tanked. <laughs> tanked. Like just cut in half, but I think the gummy started kicking in too. <laughs> yeah. So that was probably part of it. Probably. But, but also <laughs> we just blended in. And it was so weird because we we're like- Walking by people that are obviously homeless and, you know, panhandling. And then, like, we had this lady hop out of an Uber with, like, $10,000 worth of luggage. Just her luggage was worth at least ten grand. And, I'm not including what was in it. Yeah, and, and I'm like, she has to smell this smell every time she goes home. Yeah, so she smells like perfume. But... But like that's that's how she greets herself at her doors that that smell like like <clears throat> I just didn't understand like how much money she probably paid for that apartment and like how she justifies spending that money but like I don't know get these people the help they need she may have an awesome job who knows she may be a doctor maybe well, she's a doctor and she helps some of the homeless people we don't know maybe she's a hooker. Mutually Codependent is sponsored exclusively by Centex CBD in Texas Canna Health, Central Texas's trusted source of superior cannabis products since 2018. Visit CentexCBD.net where you will get free shipping on orders over $50. Don't forget to use coupon code POD15 for 15% off your purchases. So... So it turns out, like, we looked and, and there was articles and, like, all of these different stereotypes, they were just created um, early on and they stuck. Yeah. Because, they, well, they were perpetuated by media, you know, and as much as... Well, and not only that, but, like, think... I'm sorry. But, like, think of... I cut him off. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm sorry. We are not supposed to do that to each other. I know. Because we do it all the time. Okay, go finish because then I have a, I have another thing to say about that. I don't story. even know what I was saying. I'm sorry. But think about like the whole war on drugs that the Reagans pulled in the 80s. Like it's not just like people being lazy and unsuccessful and stupid and poor. It's also pe- minorities. Yeah, that was like, what they were trying the to control. The huge minority thing like – you know, they want to make minorities feel, or not feel, they want to have minorities projected 
in those ways lazy and unsuccessful and stupid and poor and stoners, drug users, like media tried to shove that down our throat for so long. Well, even the name marijuana. Yeah. And hippies too. Like hippies kind of had those stoner stereotype. Yeah. Like in the 60s. But they were doing other hard drugs too. They were doing too. a lot more and than I weed. I have news for people. That weed they were smoking then is like CBD now. Like Yeah, they they were not they were having to smoke a lot to get high. A lot. So yeah, um I kind of like this smoking the whole episode thing. That's basically what we've been doing. <clears throat> yeah, do you want some more? Yeah, it's making it harder to know what to say though. So, yeah, anyway, so stoner stereotype Total bullshit. Totally, totally agree with that. I mean, there are some people... There are some good stereotypes. I agree. There are some great stereotypes with stoners. We can, we can, we can we end talk on about good f- notes. Yeah, we can end on happy notes. Um, Like, think of all the super successful stoners in the world. Like uh, Michael Phelps, who has won how many fucking gold Olympics or gold medals for the Olympics? Weed doesn't make you faster, guys. No. Why would you take away a man's medals? <laughs> We thought it did not give him superpowers, y'all. I promise. And he's he's winning by like fractions of a fraction of a second. Yeah. You know, so. Seriously. If you can get motivated while, you know, that just, that makes the the argument we talked about earlier about not being motivated or being lazy. You know. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Or like, um, I know that we like we actually just talked about this yesterday because we were talking about we were listening to the David Spade and Dana Carvey podcast um and they mentioned Lauren Michaels from SNL and I said that's who Louis CK went to tattle to when he saw Pete Davidson smoking weed while he was writing at SNL the time that Louis CK was like on that week or whatever and How are you at that level and still have a problem with weed? Right. What the fuck is because wrong with you? What what kind of adult goes and tattles? He literally talks about driving through a drive-thru under a significant amount of influence from the strongest weed he had ever smoked. And he talks about how huge hits he takes of this weed that was revolutionary. And then he talks about losing his mind in a fucking drive-thru. But he's going to tattle on somebody. He's going to go tattle on Pete Davidson, who is like, how, who has become insanely successful since starting his career. Yeah. Like the kid does so much shit. He work, he's working constantly, it seems like. But you're going to go tattle? What was he jealous? Like that's the only thing I can think of. Because I don't really I don't like know. Louis C.K. His energy to me is really negative and hateful. And uh, I think he can tell a joke and he can write a story. But I think he makes some bad choices. Yeah. So, like, to me, it seems like he was jealous and he went to fucking tattle. Fucking narc. Yeah, I don't know. He was a narc. Yeah. It's weird. He's going to get beat up. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Uh, I'll take him out. I want to fight somebody. <laughs> not really. I'm not very good at it. So, anyways. Yeah. So the smokable hemp manufacturing ban. Tell us. We were going to talk. We were going to talk about that. What, tell us a little bit about that. So um, in Texas, you have uh, a license that you have to buy to pay for. There's not really qualifications for this license, really. Um, not anything difficult. Um, 
that allows you to grow it, right? And then there's a right. different les- uh, license that allows you to transport it. And then there's a different license that allows you to manufacture with it. Mm-hmm. And then there's another license that allows you to distribute and resale it. Yeah. So we have the last two, the retail and manufacturing license. And that was what we paid for every year since we were, you know, the the, the program started. And uh, that allowed us to manufacture things so that we could work with a farm, buy a pound of wheat at a time or CBD flour, flour yeah. you know, just flour in general. And then we can pack it up into eighths so we can measure it. We can make sure that nobody's getting shorted. We can inspect the quality while we're doing it. And it's less money for us to do that. So we save the customer money by doing a better job. Yeah. And so that's always been an easy choice to make. And um, part of that process is grinding up the flour and making pre-rolls. We have these big bump boxes where you put the cones in it, you measure out how much flour you got ground up, and you throw it in there, and you shake it around, and you smack it on the table. And you made, I think it's something like 78 or something pre-rolls. One of them made 35, something like that. But anyway, um, and they just took away our ability to do that. Yeah, just... They just decided smoking bad. Um, We're going to take away the manufacturer's ability to make pre-rolls because it's considered smokable. We can still sell the loose flour and we can buy pre-rolls made in another state but we cannot actually fill the pre-rolls ourselves. And so right. we have to pay more for uh, pre-rolls, and which means our customers have to pay more for pre-rolls. We also don't get to really do much quality control. The only quality we control we do is we smoke some of them ourselves and we can tell if they're decent or not. Um, you know, but they take away our, our ability to do the best job Right. Um, and another smokable hemp product that I really, really enjoyed um, participating in was the rosin products uh, that we were making. So um, we uh, were pressing rosin in the store. Uh, we, we did it from hash. We did it from flour. A few different ways. We were just doing a lot of experimenting. And we made some vape carts that we really liked and then it ended up being the majority of the vape carts that we sold for multiple years yeah. were ones that we made in the store. I made yeah, them. You Adam know? made them. Uh, and you know, obviously I had some help and, and, and uh, uh, so then suddenly you can't do that anymore. Nope. You know, you can't, you can't make a smokable hemp product. Um, and so that was really frustrating. So we, you know, have to, uh, get that from out of state now. So, uh, we sell modern herb co, which we really do like that brand because they, they are basically doing a really similar process to what I chose to do. They just have a lot better equipment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They have more, they have a facility for it. Yeah. They have a huge facility. Yeah. I was doing it in a little, uh, a little hot plate stirrer 
uh, you know, with, with some beakers and just kind of figuring it out as I went. And, um, it worked though, man, it they worked were delicious. And, and they were really good. They, they, we would, uh, we still have some that we haven't sold out of, um, the, the band started in March. So we have some that are a couple months old, which is, it's a cart. It's not, it's great. Yeah. It's um, fun. yeah. And the only complaints that I've had with those carts were a couple people didn't like the wood tip, but everybody else loved it. So sorry. That's guys. it. Um, and then no, 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 we, I had two different people tell me that it was a bit planty. <laughs> yeah. People, I remember one guy comes in and he tells me, I said, Oh, did you like that cart? And he goes, no, he goes, it was very planty tasting. I said, well, it's because it's made from a plant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he came back. No. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to be rude, but like, dude, that was literally, we took flour, we pressed the flour, and that's what went into that vape. So yeah, it's going to taste like a plant. Yeah. And and that's fine. I don't expect everybody to love yeah. everything I do, but um it was a really, it was a product that we had thousands of dollars in revenue and profits from. Yeah. And, and because we were able to make it, we were able to, again, control the quality. We were able to control, uh, you know, every ingredient that went in that. I, I personally was like, okay, I, would I use this myself? And if I wouldn't, I'm not going to make stuff with it, you know? So... They took away our ability to do quality control. They took away our ability to uh, have higher profit margins because now I have to pay somebody else's, you know, uh, people and somebody else who has a whole nother facility that they have to pay for. So we have to spend more money on a potentially worse product. Um, but uh, I'm just glad we, you know, have met the people we've met so far and and uh have been able to to have a, a decent replacement. Yeah. Uh and now now they've they're uh, they're helping us get some THCA vapes which are really uh really nice. They're good. I they're like a one to one of yeah. THCA and CBD. Man, I used one the other day while I was working on Monday. The the dog walker strain yeah. the anytime strain it really helps me focus i like it a lot yeah i was i just i hit it like eight times in a row real quick and then which <laughs> sounds like a lot but for me that's pretty average and then like but i was able to get some stuff pumped out for work so it definitely helped me feel a, quite a bit more motivated yeah it's yeah. A, it's a great <clears throat> cart um yeah and, and it tastes just about as good as the half mill cart that I got in Boston that was uh, from Happy Valley from Happy Valley um, I really liked their setup everybody we talked to there was really great um, they didn't even know that we like had a CBD store or anything until no after but we were talking to the guy and he was super cool yeah and and they had a, some great products they they Fantastic. had some live rosin uh, vape that I Spent $60 on for like half a gram. Tip. Oh, the chocolate was good too. Um, and the, the, the vapes that we're getting, uh, that were, that we're able to sell taste almost as good. I mean, it was, it was yeah, close. It was very close. Um, and so I think we've got a really good product there that we're going to continue to like, cause you know, we, we like this stuff and basically that's what we've kind of done this whole time is, 
uh, get products that we liked that we wanted to use. Well, we've always said that we're really picky. <laughs> yeah. So if we would buy it, we'll sell it. Right. So. And there's a lot of stores selling these, you know, similar products that, uh, you know, they've got a thousand things on their shelves. And they have no idea. No clue. Anything about them. You're going to know whatever the person helps you, like whatever their favorite stuff is, Mm -hmm. you, you know, you might be able to learn about, but we, we feel like let's have a couple really good options, but we don't need 25 options every time. (laughs) And that's done pretty well for us, I think. Yeah, Um, I agree. Because we've had that control and we just don't, if it's, if it's not great, it doesn't stick around. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so the smokable hemp manufacturing band, it's it's really limiting what we're able to do. And, you know, that was kind of a big part of my identity within the company was doing these vapes. And part of the reason why I guess we were able to start this podcast because it freed up a lot of my time. <laughs> it did free a lot of your time. So um, as, as frustrating as that was. Um, by the way, this buttermilk cookies is really great. It's a good strain. I feel relaxed, but I feel happy and Yeah, I'm like I'm sitting here like we're about to finish up and I'm about to hit to that editing and I'm gonna make some some good stuff happen today. So because of the smokable hemp ban in the state of Texas, that means that we cannot manufacture or make um or vape, package or package vape carts and pre-rolls but we can still sell loose flour right we can still dabs. smell dab we could still sell dab make I can, dabs i can still make and sell dabs but we we didn't ever sell any i think if you made some you probably would like some thca dabs i bet we thca could, dabs we maybe, could sell yeah. the bejesus out of those there's just there's not enough there's not a flour not enough profit margin built into that well, though because yeah. we got to spend so much on on the diamonds and stuff it would yeah. take to make that. The, 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 the diamonds. Yeah. Okay. So, anything else? Man, I think I think we covered a lot of different things. Yeah. Happy birthday, um, man. You're going to be 38 Saturday. That's true. It, today is July 26th. Um, you will be li- this is It's so, not going to come out for, for a couple weeks. weeks, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> good times. Good times, good great times, oldies. Great oldies. That's an Austin, Texas thing. Yeah. Is a radio station. Good times and great oldies. Whatever it was. <laughs> that was really good. Was it? Yeah. Did you like that voice? Yeah. Okay. Have a great day, guys. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>